What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fan the Flame podcast. This is a podcast where we want to fan the flame of faith in every single believer. I'm John Mejia. I'm one of the youth and young adult pastors here in Kissimmee, Florida. Hello, everyone. I'm Dale Murray. I'm also a young adult pastor in the Kissimmee area. I'm Pastor Marquise. I serve the youth of Anna every single Wednesday. Let's go. Hey, y'all. My name is Pastor Jonathan. I am a multi-campus pastor. Kissimmee, Orlando, you know the vibes. We're here. Let's go. So uh, we're here. It's, you know, these are young young pastors uh, here at New Birth. We all serve uh, New Birth in so many different ways and different campuses. And, and today's is our first ever episode of Fan the Flame podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in. Uh, make sure to share this with a friend. Uh, I hope it'll bless your life and bless their life. Uh, the, the topic of today is we're going to start serving. Today's all about serving. I'd love to give you this definition. Uh, serve is the act of putting someone else's needs before yourself. Um, I really believe that serving is the secret sauce to life. Everything great yeah. in your life, love that. you need to serve for it to, to, to be great. And if it's going to be great, you have to serve it. Um, I have a verse I'd like to read, Acts 13 and 36. Very simple. It says, after David had done the will of God in his own generation, he died and was buried with his ancestors. Uh, uh, this ministered to me because it was it's so clearly put that David and the will of God was not separated to the generation that God called him to serve. Good. That God called David to serve and do the will of God for his generation. I want my life to be marked by that. John did the will, served his generation, and then he died. A bit morbid, but I want that to be the story of my life. What about you guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's the greatest thing that we can do is fulfill the purpose that God has for us and the calling and the people that God wants us to reach. Uh, but I think the specific part about he did what he needed to do for his generation, what that alludes to is that we need to while we're doing that, prepare our best to build up the next generation yeah, to lead their generation. That's, yeah, no, that's so fire. I think another thing is, too, you got to love your generation. Yeah. Mm. Like, you, you, uh, as a pastor, you hear all the time people talking about their generation, you know, Gen Xers, how much they hate Gen Z. Like, we hear the pastors, even sometimes the lead pastors that have, like, a lot of say about millennials. It's like, mm. man, you're called for this generation, yeah. not for your generation, but the generation that you're living in. You know what I'm saying? Some, yeah. some, some pastors before us can say how they feel about the next generation coming. Well, as long as you're alive, that is your generation. That's the generation God placed you in. So you got to love your generation first gotta love and foremost. It. Yeah, that's good. I'd like to talk about our serving journeys. Um, we didn't all start off as pastors. Um, we, most of us probably didn't have, even in our mind, to be a pastor. Um, so, Pastor Dale, can you tell us about your serving journey? Where'd you start? What's your first ministry? Uh, what what, what kind of happened in your ministry experience? For sure. Um, I'm a PK. Hello. Uh, my dad was a, a hey pastor. Yo. Pastor's kid. <laughs> yeah. Pastor's kid. PK is a pastor's kid. Let's go. Um, so being a pastor's kid, you know, there's that you know, level of expectation or, or just pressure to, you know, do what your father does. Mm. Uh, and the interesting thing is I never received that pressure from my family, from my father. So uh, but good. people in the church and, and just people around, they kind of expect that. But luckily, my family didn't put that on me or push that on me. 
So growing up in the church, I was just able to serve in any capacity or not serve if I wanted to. Because of my love for God and because I saw my parents' love for God, I wanted to. So at a young age, as a teenager, I was um, serving in the young adult ministry, not the young adult ministry, the kids' ministry, teaching Sunday school. Nice. So I was doing that just because there was a need for it. And uh, as I got older, I served less than my father's church, and uh, his church was in another uh, city. So the closest church that God led me to, because there's, there's churches everywhere, yeah. Um, but the church that God led me to was New Birth, and I'm so grateful for that. And I actually started serving in New Birth in the photography ministry. Wild. Um, yeah, that's how I started. And it wasn't like I had a, a craft or trade in photography. I did Next Steps. I, our Next Steps is our leadership class here. And I saw there was a need in the media photography area, so I got a camera. I remember you telling me, hey, bro, I want to take photos. I I remember Dale coming up to me saying, I want to take photos. I'm about to buy a camera, and I'm about to join photography. I'm like, you can do anything just because I know you personally, but to see, like, how far you took it. Yeah. And how many people you've trained that are now professional photographers for yeah, boxers yeah. and athletes. They came under your leadership and training. But I remember the first time yep. and like the dirt road in Parnell yeah. where you're like, hey, bro, I just got a camera. I'm about to start taking photos. Yeah. I'm about to join the ministry. I'm like, let's go, Dale. It's lit. But now like you poured into people and we see the effect of that. That's crazy. Sure. Awesome. I'm, I'm super grateful. Um, it was a great opportunity and it was great for the time and season that it was. So good. Uh, I was able to get closer to God, get closer to people. Um, think of things in a lens of when you're taking a picture, you are kind of seeing things before they are. Um, and that's, that's faith. Um, so that was just Ooh. great for me. And then after photography, I then ventured into uh, helping the kids ministry and writing uh, lessons for Sunday school. Wow. Um, and I, I love the youth and it was just such a, a great experience because no one is, there's no universal person. You mm. have to cater your message. You have to learn how to reach a certain demographic, right. a certain age group. That's so and that good. really sharpened me and chiseled me and taught me how to not be one dimensional and, you know, sharing the gospel. Uh, and then after doing that, I started serving as a ministry experience executive here for the young adult ministry. And it was just a blessing to, you know, be trusted by Pastor John and the leadership to kind of look at the service as a whole and see, okay, how can we draw more people to God? How can we make this experience better? Whether there's 200 or 10, how can we make this experience a greater one to, to and, invite and, people? And not to cut you off, but that was, you know, to pastors listening, you know, it's so hard to see the culture and to understand the experience of your church service when you're on platform. Yeah. So, you know, we brought a Pastor Dale and it was like, hey, I need your eyes. I need your, and I trust what he has to say. I trust his, hey, I think I think we could have been a bit better in, in, in this area of worship. I think we could have been a bit better in this area of, 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 of welcome, and, and, and maybe we need to do this system for, for, for worship, and, and just trusting that, you know, you can't see everything from your vantage point. Yeah. You need people around you that can say, Hey, I saw this, and I think that was that was a really cool that was a really cool season for sure. I I loved it, um, and it really gave me a as a as a church as a minister as a Christian. You want to go forth and make disciples. You want to reach people, 
and there's so many ways to reach people outside of a platform. That's so and, good. And, and oftentimes, what's more impactful is not what's said up here, it's the talking outside in the lobby, it's the parking yep, lot yep, experience, good. Good. Uh, and things like that. So after I was a ministry experience director for young adults, I was then you know, graced by God and the leadership at New Birth to become a young adult pastor. Let's go. And I'm, go. I'm so grateful and, and humbled by that. And it's a beautiful thing because to think that the disciples, they were not grown men. They were not old men. They were uh, very youthful and young in age, and they were pillars yeah. mm -hmm. uh, in, the, in the church. So that's where I'm at now, and I'm just uber excited and, and eager to, you know, do what God wants me to do in this season now and be the best I can be now. And That's you're so definitely good. a pillar. Come on. Definitely. Come on. Definitely. 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 Let's go. Pastor Mark, can you tell us a little bit about your ministry experience? Let's go. <sighs> Man, so uh, I remember uh, my first time serving. I always went to like one of those Pentecostal, Pentecostal, Pentecostal churches. Like I'm talking about my grandpa's church was Pentecostal, Pentecostal. But uh, we never really... Um, served and man let me tell you when i first moved to florida it was back in 2012 2010 we started serving the uh, church and man let me tell you i started off doing cameras and uh camera one and camera two that was my thing camera two was actually uh the first thing i started doing i was serving camera two <laughs> yes i remember jonah would be like camera two marky three two one camera two and i was legit the camera guy and we would have on like the headset and I kind of would just, that's where I started pressure. serving. And I just, yeah, pressure. pressure. Come on, we're talking about pressure. He'd be like, three, two, one. I'm like, oh, God, it's my turn. And I'm like, slow on following, following Pastor Gabby. your pastor is pressure, yeah. Let me tell you, Pastor Gabby moves so much when he preaches. He's the most animated preacher I know. Yeah. Shout out to the best lead pastor in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Shout, Gabby. Out. Shout out. Shout out to Love Pastor Gabby. But, um, yeah, I used to follow him on camera two and camera one sometimes. And then um, as we begin to, uh, when we started New Birth in 2016, I am. I started off doing stage hands. Come on, stage mm -hmm. hands. What, what is that? Stage hands is the most undervalued ministry. Hello. I think in the whole entire mm -hmm. world, they're basically like walking ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> basically, they're basically walking ninjas. Join the ninja ministry. <laughs> <laughs> but there's, there's, they're very needed. Like I, I feel like uh, uh, Pat. Pastors, not only pastors need them, but just the ministry, any type of altar ministry, every type of everything that went on top of the altar, we serve them. Whether it's yeah. cables, wires, uh, just any type of uh, switching worship mics, any worship mics, we yeah. did everything that was on top of the altar. We did it, and it was super, super awesome. Like we literally bring up the podium for pastor if he needed his blazer taken off. We was legit diving. I was picking up kids at <laughs> yeah. one point. We there's this there's one specific moment I remember picking up. Um, someone's daughter on top of the stage, she literally ran out. It was hilarious. <laughs> a baby just stormed the stage. A baby just stormed out on the second song of worship. Everyone is like hands up and somebody's baby's in the front. Like Somebody's got to grab the baby. <laughs> and it was me. And the stage heads. <laughs> and it was me. So um, wow. Albert probably has that photo super dope. But one of the things I love so much about um, serving in God, I never knew that it would lead to this. Yeah. Wow. Like I was serving stations, I would say for about five years, solid five years solid, and as, as I begin to just start serving, I feel like that's where most of the leaders just need to um, just hone in on, just start serving, right? The Bible says, do not despise the small beginnings, but just, mm -hmm. he rejoices to see the work begin, just start. Mm. And so many times I feel like leaders, man, they just like, man, I don't know where to, where do I even start? Like, where mm. do I even go? And 
I feel like it's the many obedient steps that leads to whatever it is that God has for you. Whether That's it's good. a platform, whether it's a podcast, whether, whatever it is, it'll always lead to what God has for you. That's good. Pastor Jonathan, what's your ministry experience? Uh, nah, man. I remember, well, kind of like the same thing, um, but I kind of have like a like a before, like a BC and a, and a, and a AD, right? Okay. So like before I got saved, I served in the ministry, which was like, you know, you get saved a hundred times in church, but then you really get saved. <laughs> yeah. So like before that, I remember in our, just growing up in the church, you know, you're put in places, you're helping out just because you're there and there's no one else to do it but you. But then after like I really got saved my sophomore year of high school, I told God, I'm like, okay, I'm really saved. I really got to be a Christian now. And at the time, my uh, middle school pastor at the church that we were at was doing uh, a discipleship in the summer. Uh, so I had made it my business every single day of that summer to go to that discipleship. I didn't pay for it, but he let me slide anyways. Hello. Hello. Uh, you know, pastor, pastor's kid perks. Uh, but I pulled up, man, and I just was getting poured into. And because it's a discipleship program, I mean, we did a lot of serving, a lot of serving the church. And that's what first gave me that bug. And then when the school year finally started, that's when my middle school pastor was like, yo, you know, I want to use you. I want to involve you. I want to get you in the game. Um, so I remember telling him, like, I'll do anything, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to be a pastor because, like, my dad was a pastor. So I've right. seen how people have treated the pastor. I've seen the things that they've gone through. So I told him, like, listen, I want to be the guy that makes sure the pastor doesn't have to deal with anything. Mm. Like, if somebody talks about you and you want to confront them, don't worry. I'll confront them. If someone's, like, not holding up the standard, don't worry. I'll make sure I'll correct them so you don't have to. Yeah. Like, I don't want the pastor. I just want to make sure that your job is as easy as it can be. Um, and I remember going from that phase uh, to just being very involved with, like, pre-service prayer. We would do sermon series. Uh, every three months we would go and make sermon series with our, uh, with our youth pastor at the time. And then... Uh, we started a church. My dad wanted to plant a church, and in 2015, we planted New Birth, and at that point, it was like, all right, where do you need me? I remember at first, it was uh, environmentals, which was like, as hey, soon as you walk into the room. <laughs> well, uh, I got to correct you. Well, first, we, we were just all set up, tear down. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but set up, tear down, that's a church calling, yeah. right? That's that's everyone who can get up that early and do that's it. That's 6.30 in the morning, yeah. you know, mm -hmm going crazy and I'm not an early bird so <laughs> I hated it but I loved God so I did it um but yeah so set up tear down but my like ministry that I was in yeah environmental which was setting up tearing down and I remember when we started the church like you know I, and the reason why I got into environmental is because like my dad would be like yo do this and I like he would have to tell me and he found himself telling me to do things a lot yeah. and I remember once he told me like had a one it was probably one of the first one-on-ones my dad ever had with me he was like listen um even if this wasn't a church let's say this was a restaurant this is, like, I'm the lead pastor here. Let's say, like, this is m our church. Mm -hmm. Let's say I'm the boss of a restaurant, and you see that someone who's supposed to be working doesn't pick up the napkin. This is your dad's thing. Like, go pick up the napkin. That's and so then good. that's when I was like, you know what? I need to be an environmental. I need to be in that first experience so that that's all good. the little napkins I see, I could pick them up, whether it's uh, the napkin of culture, whether it's the napkin of hugs, that's the good. napkin of making sure that coffee's done. Um, so I was like, man, let me get into that. And when we got into that, you know, when, you, when you're a high-capacity leader in any ministry, you're just, you're always dreaming. So mm. it was like, all right, what should we do? I remember for the summer, we wanted to uh, give out iced coffees, and we did, like, Hebrews coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, giving out coffee to everyone, and that was fun uh, for its time. And then, uh, sure enough, as 
you know, I've been helping out with on platform, doing transitions and even preaching here and there. Even parking. Even parking ministry. Oh, oh I, I can't, I can't yeah, skip yeah. over parking. Bro, you went crazy for parking, bro. <laughs> we have fun in parking. I think parking, the only thing with parking is tough is that it's hot outside and we're in Florida. Very uh, hot. So it's very hot. But you could also come to church however hotter. you want now because right. everyone knows you're outside in the heat. Uh, so we did parking as well. Um, and I kind of found myself like dib dibble dabbling in every single ministry. But the ones that I could really like remember uh, was environmental, parking, and altar ministry. So whatever pastor needed a transition or whenever they needed someone to preach, I was there for that. And then uh, when we started our young adults ministry, well, youth and young adult ministry, yeah. um, God just did amazing things through our ministry uh, with the leadership of Pastor John. And the ministry just blew out the water. And God had given him a word that uh, middle school and high school needed their own service. It was the time where we were doing it all together, but we just couldn't fit at yeah. some point. So he's like, man, I, I hear the Holy Spirit. He's letting me know we've got to split this up. And then uh, it was like two times on a Friday, I believe, two back-to-back -back services. 7 p.m. and at 8.30 on a Friday night. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Wild. Uh, so I remember he was doing that. And then uh, one week, it was, like, it was like 30 minutes before service. And, you know, Pastor John is a G, so he's trying to do his sermon. But he's literally sick. Like, he's throwing up. And I remember he called me. He's like, yo, bro, church is in like 30 minutes to four, like 30 minutes to an hour. I need someone to preach. I can't preach. And I'm like... All right, and then I first preached that first time ever to the middle school and high school group. And then um, the next week, Pastor John was like, man, you know, a lot, a lot of them were enjoying it. Do it again next week. And I did it again the next week. And I've been doing it ever since for Come on. <laughs> about three years, about three, four years. But uh, for, for the first uh, year of doing it, um, you know, I was doing it. Just as their youth leader, not the youth pastor. I was the youth yeah. leader. Obviously, Pastor John yeah. was still our pastor. So I was just the youth leader, um, which is not a just, right? Because that's huge, being a youth leader. Any right. youth yeah. leaders, directors that are pastors without out a title, the youth leaders. Yeah. that's huge, right? So I, I was just, you know, sewing, preaching every week, trying to build leadership. And then um, I would say, you know, after, you know, two years of just nonstop uh, devotion to that ministry, we've seen it triple, quadruple, Amen. go from 60 students to, to close to 300 in a year and a half. Wild. Um, and Marquise was with us at that yeah. time as well. Um, and we just seen God do amazing things. And then it was like right after that, that we've hit like our pinnacle right before COVID. That's when I was given the title. So just some encouragement, right? Like mm -hmm. you could be in a ministry. Your ministry could be thriving. I remember young people coming up to me saying, hey, pastor. And I'm like, well, I don't got that title yet. Mm -hmm. Don't call me. The, you, I'm your leader, and I get it. Like, I totally understand why you're calling me your pastor. I'm preaching yeah. here every week. I'm pouring into you. I'm having meetings with you. I'm counseling you. But that wasn't given to me my, by my lead, right. so I'm not going to take what hasn't been given to me. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of being faithful in that, serving with that mindset. And, you know, lo and behold, lo and behold two years later, you know, I was given that, okay, you are a pastor here in our church and, um, you know, I've never looked back since. I've awesome. been youth pastor and since. And awesome. um, I didn't feel like I, I was called. Even from the beginning, I said, you know, I don't want to do this. But, you know, God calls you. And, and, you know, even if you feel like you're not qualified, he qualifies the unqualified. Yeah. Good. You know, Amen. that that's Amen. where we're at now. Yeah, I think there's a common theme to all of our kind of serving experiences. I started off uh, serving in the worship ministry. I guess that's that AD, you know, PCAD. Yeah. Uh, when I took, you know... The Lord seriously, and and just to clarify, you you can you can be saved, but not all in. Right, yep. that's good. You can be yep. saved and not let God sanctify you. 
you know, there's a difference. And that's, that's what we mean by we took it, we took our relationship with God seriously. There was a point where it's like, okay, I want the, the, the Jesus on the cross, but I, I can't abandon, abandon the spirit in, in the book of Acts yep. that yeah. lives in us and, and leads us and counsels us and corrects us. And it's and, and you know for me when when I took the sanctification part seriously, I believe in here. Now let me believe out here. Right. That was when I joined the youth ministry at our church, uh, and and I joined specifically in the worship ministry, youth worship. I was the drummer, um, and we we wrote an album. Our our, our pastor challenged us. Write hey. write an album. We took a whole summer. We sacrificed a whole summer to write. Um, create all we created all the music, created all of the lyrics and. And when we dropped the album around a year later, uh, we went top 10 in the Christian and gospel charts. Come on. Wow. A youth I didn't ministry. Even know that. I didn't yeah, know dude, that. it was crazy. Like, tough. seeing our album pass, like, legends, like, like Hillsong and, like, Elevation. And, like, I'm like, we're climbing the charts. <laughs> and it was like, we're a bunch of nobodies, it's you crazy. know? Like, and, and it was just, that was, that was crazy. Me seeing the fruit of, of sacrificing and putting our all in. Um, and you know, I, I still drum, you know, when they need me to, we just, we just did AG youth convention. I was yes, asked to sir. drum and that was a bunch of fun. So that was my first ministry. Um, and, and after that, you know, we stepped into creative, we stepped into marketing, uh, digital media, graphics, uh, event planning. And, and, and here's the common theme with, with all of us. None of us wanted this pastor position, nope. but we can definitely see how every ministry we served in benefited us built us and benefited us to this platform today and i think what young leaders they miss and 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 they rob the process by not saying yes to what they think they need mm -hmm. you know so That's i, I want to be this but i won't do any of that i just need to do that and it's like no i think you know the path behind you that everything you've been through is the same path that leads you to where you're going yeah Everything you've been through is the same road that leads you to where you're going. And, and I see that now, you know, in our positions now, we're able to use a little bit of our parking knowledge, a little bit of our photography knowledge, a creative and experienced knowledge and all the stage. Like, like now Pastor Markey, if they bring that podium too late, <laughs> I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> you know, you know, and is that your fault or did God grant you? Right the privilege of being hands in some areas. Right. So now the quality level can't dip at least to what you know it could be. 100%, yep. I think that's awesome. And you know, one thing I would, I would tell my, my parents all the time, you know, starting the church, I, I would be a little critical um, on different things, which is why I brought someone in to help me be critical <laughs> and, and, and make the right choices. Um, but I remember having a conversation with my parents, like I don't want to blame God for developing me in so many different areas. And now at this point, I feel like I have to honor God with where he's taken me. So if, if, if worship is disorganized and I can tell the drummer didn't learn the parts, yeah. <laughs> like I know the parts, right. like yeah. I can yeah. play the parts. Yeah. I can show, so is it my fault or, or has God granted me the privilege to pull this young man to the side and say, hey man, did you know the parts, you know? And I think that you can only get to that place where things make sense like that when you say yes to so many different things. Yeah. And, and it'll, it'll help you to where God's taking you. That's so good. good. And also when you when you stick it through, 
uh, what stood out to me about Pastor Markey is you said you, um, for five years you did stagehands? It's five, six years. Come so, on. I did stagehands as well, but it was so weird, though, because it's like when you try to, like, think of your past and all the places that you served, you yeah. only think of the ones that, like, really stand out to you. Yeah. Mm. But I remember those years of us doing that, bro. Like, and it was crazy because it was like... Like, I remember the baby running on the stage. And crazy. my pastor's crazy. Like, sometimes he wants a ladder on stage. He hits with a Euro Or a boat. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm he saying? He brought but a car into OHS. You remember it, that? Yo, no, yeah. You know, it's crazy. But it's just to kind of, like, allude to what Pastor Dale was saying, like, we, you find yourself ser serving in so many different capacities that you forget, wait, we did that for five years? Right. Mm. But we did parking for, for three years? So good. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think being the fact, well, I have a question for you. Uh, how, I'm sure that you saw people start with you or, or start serving in the ministry with you and then leave, and then you're still there. So how did you find the strength to keep going, keep serving in that ministry? Were you ever discouraged? Uh, what encouraged you? Did someone encourage you? How, do you? how did you go about having longevity mm. in that? That's a really good question. I feel like um, there's a Bible verse. I read it not too long ago. It's Colossians 3.23 where it says, work willingly at whatever you do. Good. As That's if good. you were doing it for God. And mm -hmm. I feel like mm -hmm. so many times, like literally, I've seen people come into the church, leave the church, come into my ministry, leave the ministry. Yeah. I wasn't even the leader of the ministry. I was like a sub-leader to the media ministry, yeah. but I was just the head leader of the uh, stagehands ministry. And I've seen people legit leave the altar or the stagehands ministry and because they forgot that they were doing it for God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of people, they think like they're serving the leader of the church, but the real wow. leader of the church Hello. is God. Yes, yeah. sir. Like, like, the lowest level of applause is when Marky says, good job. Mm. That's the lowest level. The lowest level. I just yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. very honest. The, the lowest level. The highest applause you can get is from heaven. When yep. you serve, God is like, that's my boy. Yes, sir. It's about remembering who you did it for and who you do it for, right? Like you... Like I, I, you, I was having a conversation with a leader the other day, and uh, and you know they talk about their frustrations and things like that. Some of the frustrations that they deal with, um, and a lot of people might feel like the leader above them probably isn't as seasoned or as qualified to do what they what they are leading the people under them to do, right? Uh -huh. Like if I got a leader above me, and I feel like, man, I don't know if this guy is someone who's qualified to be there. Newsflash: None of us are qualified. Right. Like yeah. none of us. Nope. Like like Moses had a speech impediment. Right. David was a little kid. He mm -hmm. wasn't qualified to fight giants, but God qualified him. Hello. So you know, just to you know, piggyback on what you were saying, a lot of people forget who they're doing it for, and they start to get upset with the leader that God has placed in front of them, and they think that their anger is towards the leader when really your anger is towards the God who Come placed on. the leader there. Wow. Mm. Don't, you're not mad at me. You're mad at the God that placed me here. Because with all due respect, I know I shouldn't be here. 100%. Like, <laughs> Talk to him. Like, like, I know I'm quite not. Quite frankly. Yeah, like, quite <laughs> frankly, I know that I'm not supposed to be here. I, if I had it my way, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. But God placed me. I said this from the beginning. I, didn't, I don't want to be a pastor. But God placed me here. Moses mm. didn't want to lead the Israelites. But God placed them there. Yeah, and so many it. times you see... The Israelites of our ministries looking up at us and probably feeling a way of, of our unqualified tendencies and, mm -hmm. and having to deal with our shortcomings. And they look at us and they can get upset with us. And I had one leader, you know, and I, we, we love each other. And I'm not going to say his name, but, you know, I had one leader that was telling me, no, like, hey, man, I really love you and, and, I, and I care about you. But I had a bad season last year simply because I had some things I held against you because I felt like you weren't at the level of wisdom or knowledge to do 
what you were doing as my leader. And I was like, well, newsflash, you were, you were right. I wasn't. I'm yeah. not. God placed me here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not Craig Groeschel. Exactly. Right. Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I've only been doing this for three years. And my only uh, wisdom is in my failures. Right. Mm, that's, that's the good. only. That's good. Like, yeah, now I try to, like, get above get ahead of my failures. So before yeah. I make any decision, I call my lead pastor. I call my dad. I'm like, hey, how should I do this? So even if you get mad at what I told you, he won't because he said, I told him to say that, right? I told yeah. him to do that. But I was telling him, I said, man, you, you probably had the worst year of your life last year because instead of understanding that you weren't mad at me, you were mad at God. Like, that's probably why you had a bad year last year because you were so busy so being mad at me and thinking, my leader, my leader, my leader, when really you were mad at God. Mm. And that bled into every other avenue of your life because when you're unhappy good. with God, that's yeah. good. you're unhappy with where he placed you and all these other things. So good. We're all unqualified, but us being unqualified does not justify mistakes, hurting, and, 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 you know, and, and being uh, you know, reckless. Like, yeah. I know I'm not qualified, but that doesn't justify me hurting people yep. or hurting. Right. So we're going to move forward in wisdom, but understand, like, yeah, I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't ask for this, and I'm here. I'd say it sometimes on Sundays. I'm only on this stage. Um, I love what I do. I think we have the best job in the world, um, but but honestly, I'm I'm here mostly because right. God has asked me to be here, yep. and one day I'm gonna see Him face to face. Y'all won't be there when I see Him. Yep. Your opinions won't be there. It's just Him and His call over my life, and I want to say, God, every time You told me to move, I moved. Every time You said serve here, I did it. Every single step of the way, I said yes, and, and, and I wasn't perfect, and, 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 I, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm learning. We're still learning, yep. um, you know, and, and I just think that, that's, that's super key. And another thing, I just, I love that story, Jay, because when you are under somebody, communication to your senior leader is so key. Yep. key. Communication is so he tell me that the way I ended that meeting was was a little ratchet. T talk to me about that. Yep. And one thing we have at our church, we send bad information upwards and good information downwards. So if you notice lyrics are slow and you're a leader, don't go to somebody in the in the pews and say, "Man, aren't you noticing lyrics are a little too slow right. today?" They can't do anything about that. <laughs> they can't help it. Yep. What happens when you send bad information or, or, or things we need to improve on downwards, that's when it becomes gossip. Yep. Because they can't do anything about that. How about we go to the media director and say, hey, I've noticed. You know, how about we go to your pastor? I've noticed. Go up. So we send bad or, or I don't like bad because, you know, it's just improvements. Yeah. Improvements. Yeah. Send that upwards and send good things downwards. Testimonies, you know. I think that's really good. That's really good. I, I love this quote. I heard it a few years ago. It changed my life. If you're too big to serve, mm. then you're too small to lead. A lot of people hear it, and you probably have heard that before, but it, it just mess. It, it wrecks me every time. Oh, I, I, I'm not going to serve there, or I'm not going to serve there. And here's another way this shows up. It's in false humility. People come up to me, Pastor, put me anywhere, I'll mop. And it's like, do next steps. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'll sweep the floors. It's like... Follow the systems and structures of our church. Yeah. Yep. We'll put you in a place your strengths are. There's people that have told me I'll mop and I'll sweep, and they've gone two years without serving. 
Yep. You want to hear the funniest story? So I started leading at, a, uh, at, a, at the church, and uh, one leader uh, that I kind of absorbed through leadership was letting me know, like, hey, man, you know, I'm happy you're here, and, you know, I, I'm willing to start over as one of the leaders under you. And even if I got to start, like, I do photography, but I know I got to start at the bottom, which is hospitality. I'm like, <laughs> hospitality is the, like, she had, like, a, like. The, a the, ranking. The leader had, like, a ranking of what important ministries were. Like, she was like, you know, I, I do uh, photography uh, and, and video, um, but I know I got to start at the bottom, so I'll start at hospitality. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, we want to put you at your grace gift. Like, no one's going to, no one's going to, like, and first of all, that's not the bottom. That's right. Like, yeah. I love hospitality. Like, yeah. but some people have that, like, that mindset of, like, they want to show you, like, I'm down to do whatever. Start, like, okay, let's put you where you where you will excel at. I'm not right. going to set you up for a loss. And there is no tears of what ministry is better than the okay, other. Okay, so let's let's talk about the bottom then. Because there, there, there's a bottom, right? I, I, I serve pantry. I serve homeless ministry. I serve parking. I serve, okay, yeah, bottom, serving. Yeah, Jesus says. He actually says in Matthew uh, 20 and 28, I think this is where you're going. Yes, sir. Uh, he says, just as a son of man did not come to be served, oh. but to serve mm. and to give his life as a ransom for many. Oh. Uh, so the false narrative of coming to church to be served, that, it's, that just, it's, it's, it's antithetical to the Bible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's so anti. Um, and, and once you shift that thinking, if you start off wanting to be served, right. it's an uphill battle. Because everything that happens from that point will be, if you're, if you're in a good church, if you're in a, a church that uh, models Christ, they're going to urge you and, and want you to serve. Right. So this whole time, you're going to be just aggravated or annoyed that you have to serve because your mentality, your mindset, your perspective was, I'm here to be served. Uh, and, and serving is such a, it's such a, a, there's so much grace that comes to you being a servant. That's right. Um, and the first, uh, actually, Jesus' first ministry, his first uh, miracle, rather, happened through servants. Um, it happened yes, at the wedding, and, and, you know, Mary tells Jesus uh, they're out of wine, and, you know, we know what Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. But what, let me look at what serving means, the definition of serve. I think we had it. So it says serve, the act of putting someone's someone else's need before yourself. So good. So in that story, in that happening uh, at the wedding, Jesus alludes to the idea that, you know, it's not his need. Like, my hour has not yet come. Right. But still, he served someone else's need anyway. That's so wow. good. Um, that's and, and I just think that's amazing because the servers luckily were in a position to where they were in close proximity with someone who had a relationship with God. Mm. Because what looked like the end of a celebration, because back then, weddings went on for days, yep. for a week or more. We got to get back to that. Come on. Because you're not, they, they would travel days to yeah. get to the wedding. Yeah. So it'd be disrespectful to have a four-hour wedding for someone who walked with a camel for three days just exactly. to get there. Exactly. So to your point, yeah, this is days, and they lost their wine in like mm -hmm. the first three days. And right. wine back then was like the drink of choice. That is just, that's what they drank. So to run out of that was like... The worst thing possible. So Jesus, which is crazy, he didn't lay hands, he didn't say a prayer, do anything. All he did was give instruction. Wow. All the servants did was obey. Wow. Yep, that's good. They were able to obey because they were close to someone 
who knew who Jesus was, mm -hmm. who knew what Jesus was capable of, and said, whatever he says do, mm. do it. And because of that, they were able to be a part of a miracle mm. that blessed many people, all because they were obedient to the calling. Imagine, okay. imagine seeing, as a servant, all the, all the big, big, big buckets just with water. And, you know, I think the miracle there is the servants experienced the miracle before the groom and the bride did. Mm. They yeah. delivered. Imagine holding the wine like they thought we ran out. <laughs> like, nah, this is good. And that's right. what serving is. It's like, look yeah. at this miracle that Jesus is doing. That's like, good. look, like, look. And, and, and you get to hold that. You get to cater that. You know, Jesus says in, in Matthew 23, 11, the greatest among you will be your servant. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh, I want to serve at the bottom, did you know that's actually the top? <laughs> that's Because yeah. we're all servants. Yeah. We're all servants. The mm -hmm. greatest of you are the servants. Jesus flips the kingdom upside down. That's so good. And, and Jesus says, I didn't come to be served. Yeah. I'm your model. So I'm good. your example. I didn't come to be served. Follow me. I came to serve to lay my life down. Jesus didn't come as a, as, as a king as if, you know, he came in chariots and he sat on the Roman Empire. Yeah. He conquered it. No, he showed up in a manger, yeah. good. lowly, humble, and begins to, to, to grow up. You know, imagine growing up with Jesus. And, and then that's his first miracle, you know. It, it's, it's this idea of service. There's no low servant or oh, that, that capacity. You know, there, there is capacities. There's callings. We understand that. The fivefold ministry, we understand that. Um, but man, you lose something when yeah. when serving is beneath you. I think another thing to understand is that, like, if Jesus wanted, he could have snapped his fingers and mm -hmm. wine would have been in those jugs. Yep. Mm. Like Jesus, like Jesus didn't need them to serve, he wanted them to serve. Mm. Yeah. That's like good. Jesus That's doesn't so need us. He wants us to serve. Like he doesn't so good. he doesn't need me to like separate time and he doesn't need me to try to get to church early and say, like it's gonna get done. We've seen Jesus multiply bread and fish yeah. by himself. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Jesus could have Thanos wine everywhere. Yeah. But he said, No, I I, I don't need you, but I want you. Good. That's so good. That's really and good. And I love so much about that statement. If if you're too big to serve, you're too small to lead. Because a lot of people think, like you said, like, man, hospitality is such a, I don't know, like a small ministry to just I I don't know. That I'm gonna start from the bottom. And the Bible says, you know, if you're faithful with little, you're faithful with much. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not faithful in whatever area that you're serving in, mm. whatever area it is, it does not matter. If you're not faithful off the platform, you will not be faithful on the platform. Yep. Yeah. Truth. Um, I, that, that wedding story is just, there's so many ways to, to go about it. Yeah. And for those who, like we said, the wedding goes on for days. So someone could have been serving the wedding the first day and been fine. But... Maybe not everybody's like Pastor Markey where they could go, you know, the fifth year, mm. yeah. the fifth day. So I'm sure they could have been a bit tired, a bit discouraged. And then to have a man tell them, a leader, an influential person in Jesus tell them, hey, go fill the jars of water. I'm sure they could have been confused. I'm yeah. sure they could have been like, they want wine. What is water going to do? Mm. And I feel like a lot of us uh, perhaps can be serving in a ministry where at that moment, it may be our jar of water. Yeah. Wow. And That's we're confused, good. and we don't know why we're here. We don't know why we're serving in it, and we're tired because we've been here for this long, and we don't see how it connects to our next season. Mm. But thank God for the Marys. Yep. Wow. Come on. 
If you ain't willing to pour the water, then you're just not ready to receive the wine. Come on. Mm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they want wine experiences their whole leadership. Bring new wine uh, Yeah, like me. When we first started youth ministry, we had like 40-something kids. I remember Marquis, you were, you were there with us, yep. Pastor. We was, we was starting with like 48 kids. And we was like, man, you know, still faithful with our water, right? And I don't, not that they were water, but just like from the outside looking in, when you look at numbers, you're like, okay, you know, that's a small beginning. Yeah. And literally in like a year and a half, not even two years, we got from 48 kids to 275 kids. And we see the wine, but if we, if, if I was not bringing my best sermon with the water, That's good. I would have never been able to preach my best sermon to the wine. Good. So be wow. faithful with the water, and God will bring the wine. That's, That's good. good. So That's good. good. Um, let's talk about just great things in our life. Uh, I really believe this. Every great thing in your life, everything that is so awesome that is worth keeping you up at night, everything in your life that's worth just worth celebrating or posting, every great thing in your life requires service. Uh, I think about my marriage. Uh, that's, you know, that's, that's a, a lot of young people, right? I want to get married. I want to get married. Did you know that marriage is all about service and, and self-sacrifice? And it, I hear Preach. people say it's 50-50. It's not 50-50. It's 100-100. Yeah, 100-100. The wedding is an altar of sacrifice. And you say, I lay down my, my everything for you, and I'm going to serve you and love you like Christ loves the church. And, and I really believe, you know, this idea of serving, if you want great things, beautiful things in your life, you need to have a heart of service. Um, your marriage is going to suck if you don't know how to serve. Yep. Um, your relationships will be depleted if you don't know how to serve. Um, your church experience will be shallow if you don't know how to serve. I don't know if you're watching, if you're connected to a church, if you believe in Jesus or not. I know the majority of the people listening are, you know, in the church. And I, I just want to maybe bring some three points to you guys. Number one, you've got to find the right church. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to find the right church. This is with prayer. This is with wise counsel. This is what putting up signs before the Lord. Um, this is, you know, uh, uh, asking of the Holy Spirit, you know, that, you know, and, and here's here's a couple of things to look for in a church. Is this church covered? Is there is there covering uh, our church is a part of the assemblies of God? Right. And, and, and we have our our pastoral team. We had we have our board um, that that they work and they govern. They make big choices, staffing, a hiring, firing financial moves. We're in this amazing warehouse right now in the in Michigan Avenue. Glory to God. Because of our board and our pastors. Um and I, I and you know, when you're looking for a church, man, find out what what is the leadership? Are we covered? Um are we in a covering? We uphold as an Assemblies of God church to the 16 fundamental truths which you can find on our website uh shameless plug mynewbirth.church. <laughs> There's a link there that says our beliefs and it, it's really a full gospel ministry. We believe in, in the Bible. Um, that's so good. Like finding fi finding a church that has covering. You have to have the right church. And then secondly, you got to serve on the right team. Join the next steps process. If your church doesn't have one, um, um, man, just just see where you fit in. Um, but but don't don't feel like you're too big for something just because it's outside of your gifting a little bit. Maybe God wants to stretch you. Uh, find the right church. Find the right team. And lastly, you have to have the right heart. Yeah. I think you can have the right church, be in the right team, but with a bad heart, it can lead you out of the, the place God called you to. It, 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 the right heart, a servant's heart, like it's you guys before me, 
it's them before me. It's it, that's what serving is. Your needs, right? Your like what you need before mine, and there's just this holy blessing that comes with that heart of service. I think it's really good. It's really good. Um, man, as as we wrap up, thank you guys for for joining us today. As we wrap up, what are some ways you guys think that we can we can help young people serve long, play the long game, have longevity in the ministry? Um, you know, there's there's this is the Fan the Flame podcast, and no pun intended. You know, there's there's something called burnout. Yeah, <laughs> like like you're just you're 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 overworked or or you're you're doing too much. I think most seasons of my life that I felt burnt out, I was disorganized. Uh, my priorities were thrown off, and my personal relationship with Jesus was depleting. Yeah, um, that's something. So I I think that's a biggie. But what do you guys think? Let's let's join in as as we close out. How can we serve? And, and play the long game in ministry. Serve long. Uh, uh, go long in the church. Long. Grow roots, you know? Like, I love that idea that, that a tree stands through storms because of the roots it has in the ground. Um, what are some ways you guys can, can jump in on that? That's super good. I'll go first. I think um, one of the ways to, um, right, like the longevity, I would say um, there's a Bible verse that says, let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. Not mm. every assignment is my assignment. Mm. Say that again. Yeah, say good. it one more time. Come on. The Bible says, let your yes be your yes That's and good. your no be your no. So every assignment is not Marquise's assignment. So when people ask me, hey, can you do this for me? If I don't feel led by God to do it, I'm 99% of the time, I will not do it. Yeah. Mm. It, it, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of the times people feel like, you know, because we have to be yes man in the church and serve the church, we have to do all these different kind of things. But we do have specific things that God wants us to do. And then there's some things that are, this is why people get burned out. Yeah. Because they say yes to everything. Yeah. yeah. You ever see the movie Yes Man? They're like, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Everything is yes. And then your 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 physical, your your soul, and your you feel weary. Because you say yes to every single thing and you never say no. So good. And knowing knowing where God called you is not in combat with service. Right. I, I don't, you know, we can't see what you're saying and think that that's in combat with what, everything we just talked about. Right. No, it's I got to serve in the right team, give my all. And, and some moments I got to take into prayer and say, man, my leader's asking me to do a, 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 this or a small group or I don't really see it. You know, sometimes it's yes to things you, you don't see, but but... Mainly, your leadership journey is, God, what are my strengths, you right, know? Right. And, 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 and what are you doing to me? That's so good. That's yep. so good. Uh, who's next? Uh, Pastor Dale? Yeah, I think what could help with longevity is um, keeping focus on today, uh, not getting so consumed in tomorrow. I believe the Bible alludes to, you know, worry, on, worry not about tomorrow because today has enough of its own. Yep. Uh, and we live good. in a generation where we're so focused on, you know, next, 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 next season, uh, getting to this place, to this moment, to this season. And if you neglect this season, then when you get to the next one, you will be of a disservice. You won't be where you need to be. Uh, right. I see it like uh, David. He was anointed and, you know, told he would be king and then had to go back into the field to be a shepherd. Wow. Um, so had he just, you know, got too big-headed and only focused on his kingship, wow. he would have lost out on all the lessons he was learning in the field with the wow. sheep, learning how to really be a, a, you know, a shepherd over men. Wow. That's so good. 
I love that a lot, uh, Pastor Dale. Um, one thing that people don't understand, David was anointed uh, by the prophet uh, real early in his life. We're talking yeah. about a teenager. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the, the field, back with the sheep, and then it's like, all right, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, We've all gotten prophetic words growing up, right? Mm-hmm. We've gotten those prophetic words. Man, you're going to, God's going to, you know, God's going to use you as a pastor one day. And I've gotten prophetic words that I'm just now seeing the fruit of. Yeah. And I've gotten these words, I'm talking about 10 years old, 11 years old, just over the prophetic gift of my life yeah. and all these things. Uh, but David, in that same way, he was anointed at a young age. But had David ran straight to the kingdom mm-hmm. after getting anointed, I just and, got anointed and went to the king. You got to remember, like even with 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 Jesus, when Jesus came as a baby, they found out that there was a new king coming to town, and the king of that time said, "We're killing all the babies." Yep. So had yeah. David, after being anointed, ran up to the to the front of the kingdom gates and said, "Hey, y'all, I'm the new king. I was just anointed. It was God." They would have killed him right yep. there. Yeah. They would have yeah. murdered him. So you know, if you want to murder the 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 big calling over your life, yeah. overstep some leaders. Yeah. You, know, wow. you know, David didn't overstep his leadership. That's good. David didn't overstep his leadership. He understood, okay, I'm anointed, but I still got to go back with the sheep. There's still some things I need to learn. Yes, I have an end goal, and I know the promise, and I see the promise, but I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see a lot in in ministry where where people, they look for opportunities for the leader above them to either fall short or they look for times for the leader above them to kind of drop the ball, for them to see an opportunity to get in and see a promotion. And instead of lifting their leader up, they use that moment where their leader fell to lift themselves up. Wow. And, you know, the fastest way, and and a wise pastor who can see that, because it comes with wisdom, the pastor, when they see that, a wise pastor would say, no, 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 you just killed the greatness that you had wow. coming for you. Because I seen it in you. I saw the anointing over you. I knew that the prophet came to your house and poured the oil. Like, I know this. Mm-hmm. But the moment you try to overstep your leader, mm. you're going you're gonna to kill the greatness that God has over you. That sounds a lot like someone who used to be in heaven and fell down because the moment they started to overstep or thought they could be above their mm. leader, yep. they were cast out. Lucifer. Lucifer. Yes, yeah. cast out. Yeah, and, and, and that's one thing that I really want to, uh, and if, you know, for you in this podcast, let's say you're a leader and you know you've got a great anointing over you. You've been prophetic words that you're going to be a worship leader that impacts the nations, mm. or you've gotten a prophetic word that you're going to pastor. Mm. Man, I got prophetic words over my life that I would be pastoring. Back then, I put the air quotes. Now I understand it. But I've gotten these words back when I was only doing pre-service prayer at the church that that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And for me to imagine going to my pastor at the time saying, hey, listen, I've been a, prophet? yeah, <laughs> did you hear the word over my, I'm supposed to be this. This yeah. is supposed to be me. So figure it out. Put me in some pastor classes. Wow. Put me in some preaching classes. Luckily, I had a leader over me. You know, Pastor JJ, we love our youth pastor. Yeah. He was over us and he could see the, 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 the grace gift that's just evident in our lives. So he did give me those classes and he did pour into me. But, for me to hear a prophetic word and go to them at that time and be like, yo, this was what was said, so I'm too good to do the parking. Yeah. I'm too good to do the environmental. I'm too good to pick up the little napkins. I would have never seen this side of my calling yeah. if I didn't commit to the calling of the sheep, 
You know, even with, with, with Moses, Moses left the kingdom, and he goes to a different land, meets his father-in-law. Next thing you know, he's a, a, a shepherd for his father-in-law's sheep. Not his sheep, his father-in-law's sheep. Mm. For 40 years, he has a moment with God at the mountain, and then he goes into leading God's people as a shepherd for 40 years. Yeah. I think a lot of people sometimes think that that time he spent with the sheep was a 10-year period or a five-year period. He spent just as much time as he did doing his big calling with the Israelites. That same amount of time he spent with sheep. Yeah. Wow. If you're not willing to put 40 years in with the sheep, don't think that God's going to give you 40 years with the congregation. That's so wow. good. And, and That's good. Think about Jesus, right? He starts his ministry at the age of 30. So he's 30 years. We see in, the, in Scripture he, he's in the temple. He's asking questions. He's listening. Mm-hmm. He's asking questions. Asking questions. He's listening. <laughs> and, he's, you know, he's not making points. He's asking questions. He's listening. And, and Jesus went 30 years being developing. He is God incarnated. And he had a 30-year in the oven for three of the most wow. impactful ministries yep. years, right? For those three years. So... I think it, it, it's crazy. It's, you know, Jesus had 30 years of training and three years of ministry. Now we want three years of training and 30 years of ministry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's good. It, it'll add up, man. So I, I think for my life, uh, something to, you know, have longevity. I think it's clear communication. I think it's um, staying low to the ground um, and, and, and seeing your city's needs. Um, that, that always, you know, sparks something in me to keep going, or should I say fans the flame to keep going. <laughs> Um, but another way to stay in, you know, to stay in the church, the church is, is, is not perfect because people are not perfect. And if there was a perfect church, the moment you walked in, you messed it all up. <laughs> There's no perfect church because there aren't perfect people. So, man, it's like, it's like an event where everything's not going to go on, t- on time and on point. But that doesn't mean you can't have fun in the event, that you can't be marked by it and changed by it forever. Um, so, man, that was that was a great episode one. Let's dope. go. Let's Come on. Go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, wherever you're joining in from, wherever you're tuning in from, either you're listening to our audio podcast or watching this on YouTube, we want to thank you for tuning in. Please like, share, comment, do whatever you got to do. We love you, and we'll see you next time on the Fan the Flame podcast. Let's go. We out. Love you all.